I always laugh at this because, like, when I first met Matt Haynes, and people wouldn't believe this, I was like, I can't stand this kid. You know, <laughs> this is a bossy kid telling me what to do. And, like, we laugh about it now. And he was shocked when I first told him that. But, like, one day I was doing something, and I think I was trying to put too much weight on the bar, or I was trying to do something. And he goes, Come here. And he talked about how overloading in the beginning and having to stop and pull off really isn't complete accomplishing in the workout what you want he goes you want to be able to keep a consistent weight and do it he goes even if it's really feels really light he goes you want it to feel heavy in the end you know welcome back to the building better people podcast this is your host charlie lima i have dallas cooper on the podcast today dallas has an awesome story he shares about an injury and coming back from an injury and you're going to love hearing a story hopefully it inspires you and motivates you Dallas Cooper, um, 40 years old, started here in April of 2013, first CrossFit experience ever, um, outside of just being a runner and doing some mild weight stuff at the gym, decided to try this out after moving here to College Station. Um, 40 years old, was that yeah. a big birthday? Uh, actually, I take that back, I'm 41, I just turned oh. 41. <laughs> wow, that tells you something, I don't even know how old I am, I guess that's a good thing. Oh, that's yeah. good, yeah. Um, yeah, 40, 40 was big, and then 41 just kind of went right on by, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, 41 was a good milestone. Um, so take me back to 2013. I guess you would have been like 37. Yep, about right there. And how? where were you at that time in your life in your health? Um, I just moved here. I lived in Houston, so I moved up here. Health-wise, I wasn't bad. I was still just kind of a runner. I did a lot of running. Um I was looking for two things. One, I was looking something, because when I moved up here, I really didn't have a lot of friends and people I interacted with. So I was looking for that. <clears throat> and I was looking for something at my job. I noticed I needed a little more. Like my cardio was good in my job, which is big, but my muscle endurance and stuff like that for what we did was starting to kind of go the other way. You know, firefighting is a young man's job, mm -hmm. full of old men, as we say. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was looking for some, for some two things. One, to help me boost my work performance, my overall health, and a social type thing. Did you have, would you say you had good endurance? Like running, could you run a long time? Heart, yeah. Know, I could, heart I mean, jump up and go do a 5K like it was, you know, didn't have to do a lot. Like, I'm going to run 5K today. You know, yeah. and then do, and then it go into more. I just would run and, you know. So you weren't really overweight or any. No, I was, yeah. But, I, but tell me about that first CrossFit workout. What did it say to you? So through the, I, I actually didn't come here first. Okay. I, my cousin coached CrossFit in Austin and I said, what do I do? And honest to goodness, his response was, you just do it. Get on Google and find somebody. Yeah. And so I bounced around and this was my third pl uh, place I came to. Um, and for other reasons, I didn't feel like I fit you know, or something just wasn't right. And I did the on-ramps and they were kind of, they were okay, but I really wasn't feeling the whole experience yet. But I remember coming into the first class finally and it was like on and there's all these people at different levels and I was like, what did I get myself into? I can't go back for two days because I can't get off the couch, you know, uh -huh. muscles that never been worked before. Um, and so it was a gut check like, you only thought you were in good shape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because as a runner thinking I could get up and run a 5K, yeah. you think you're fit and yeah. then you walk into CrossFit class and yeah. you're just reminded of really... Yeah. And all the things all the muscles you use for running yeah that you don't i mean they're good but 
No, it wasn't there. <laughs> well, and I will say this because I don't want to make it sound like people who run aren't in shape. Right. Because, man, being able to run a 5K is hard. And right, so that right. is, there's a certain level of fitness, but what CrossFit does is exposes some of the weaknesses. Yeah, and, and mainly, like, mine was, um, you know, upper body endurance, you know, upper body muscular strength, uh, core strength, you know, some of the stuff we're doing, you know, things you think you could do, like, oh, I can do that. And you're like, I'll go here in the corner because I don't want anybody seeing yeah. me, you know, but... Yeah, it was it was a gut check experience. Um, it took me a little while to really get into it. You know, I think you got to get past those initial stages of it and all, and then it just clicked one day. I'm like, hey, this is a good thing. You know, expand just, on that a little bit. So, um, let me think back. It really happened at a fire. Like after I kind of got past the initial stage of everything having to be scaled and learning stuff. Um, it really one day I was at a, we were at a big fire and I remember just going in there and being able to do the job and like did it really well, you know, and hung with this 20 year old little rookie right off this Academy tower. And we just did it. And I was like, okay, this makes sense now. You know, why? The only problem in my head was like, honestly, and this goes back to when I first started learning about CrossFit was I saw the game side of it so much, the frownings and the bridges and all those guys. I was like, that's not my thing. But once I took the turn and uh, kind of took that away and learned the functional fitness side and started putting it together is when it really clicked in my head that like, okay, this this makes sense and this is working for me. And f- for firemen, I mean, isn't there, tell me about the 555 uh, program. So the 555 was started by a gentleman out of Fort Worth. It's now run by a guy in um, New Jersey and it's expanded. Uh, what it is is they want to reduce line of duty deaths, which the biggest line of duty death, surprisingly, is cardiac related. Over fifty percent every year, and that's over half. I mean, if you uh, our line of duty deaths are related to heart disease of people who are firemen. Fi- uh, firemen, yes. Wow. And so they want to reduce that, and the way they do it is they just start putting out free workouts. Like you can do this at a fire station. You can go get two lengths of hose, you can go get uh, some foam buckets and you can get some basic dumbbells and you can do workouts in the station with what you have. No excuses was a thing. You know, I'm at a station now that it's small and old and we don't have a gym because we're just, a little, we're a box. Mm-hmm. And so, but we have plenty to do there and that's their thing. Hey, you guys can do this with what you have and we're gonna give you the workouts. You know, and now they do grant programs to get gyms into stations. And um, So is CrossFit <clears throat> something that a lot of firemen do? Is that... I think you're starting to see more and more of them. There's still that some guys, that, you know, and there's not against the guys that just hit the gym and lift the weights and do that. They're just as good. Um, but I think there's a lot of them that still see that... Uh, the the I don't really know the word. They see a whole different side of it. But if you get those, some of the guys now and you start talking like changing it to functional fitness, why, you know, doing wall balls and kettlebell swings and all, how that converts to what we do on the fire ground, and, mm-hmm. you know, sled pushes and, and strength at the same time. Yeah, you're starting to see more of them. And plus, we do everything as a team. You know, we're, we're, you know, we have engine companies and ladder companies. You work as that group and you can do these workouts just like we do here. We may each individually be doing the workout here, but we're doing it as a group. And it's the same thing. Yeah. How long have you been a fireman? Uh, um, I've been with Houston for 14 years. I've been a fireman since 2001. And I started in the fire service in 96 as a volunteer in an EMS. 
So wow, so you've been—I mean, 20 years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. So right you on. were just out of—I mean, 21. How old? I graduated high school uh, in '95. Went to EMS EMT school in '96 and started. Like went right to work. I was on a little, not even 21 years old, and I was on an ambulance in Pasadena and making life and death decisions for people. Wow. Now I look back and I'm like. How was that even? Were you healthy back then? Was that no? Were you? I was just a young kid who just happened to be, you know, uh, I wasn't overweight, you know. Yeah. I just did what I needed to get by. When did you start running? Um, in the fire when in fire school because that was a that you will run. There's no like, you know, you don't have to run. You know, if you want to go do this, and it's like, no, we're running today, and it's the first day, and we're all gonna run three miles, like it or not. You know, yeah, so they whip you into shape, yeah. And I went here to Teaks up at AM. And I don't know if you've ever been out there, Nuclear Science Road, yeah. Um, it goes down and around the airport, mm-hmm. and it's that big hill. First day, we ran to the reactor and back, and there were just bodies laid out up the hill, you know, yeah. Was by the time it was over, it was like nothing. So, how many, how long is fire school? Um, it depends on where you go, but it was nine weeks there and it was every day <clears throat> some days it was till i mean we'd go to a one in the morning you went weekends you went around the clock because it was a you paid to be in this academy that it was just you got your certification quick you got the best training but it was non-stop and you just kept running all the way throughout your 20s and 30s mm-hmm. yeah it just it's something that i really enjoyed um that really just stuck with me it's kind of cathartic you know it's by yourself bad day at work I can run. yeah and, and i was do you think that running has kind of given you a good base when you started CrossFit? Yeah, it, it really did. I, I think if I hadn't, because when I moved up here, um, so when I lived in Houston, and, and I don't know if I lived close to Memorial Park, and it's a big outdoor running trail, and we had a fireman group and all that would meet. And up here, when I came up here, I kind of ran more of myself, but I still had that little bit of extra cardio edge coming into this, that little bit of like, Okay, I've got that edge, now I just need to work on the rest of the stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like the wall ball endurance or even swinging the kettlebell stuff. But I still like, okay, your heart rate's jacked, but it's okay. You jack it up all the time, you know, and yeah. you go out for a run and stuff. So the strength was probably one of the biggest weaknesses at when you started here at 30, when you're 37. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, it, there was no doubt. There was no And doubt. so take me to when you hurt your back. So... We made a pretty big fire at work and we were cleaning up and I remember at one point I kept having this funny pain down like the back of my leg into my knee and I thought, oh, you just twisted your knee. So I came here and I was working out and I remember doing the box jump and I went up and I planted my left foot on the box and my right foot missed and I slipped off and I just landed on the ground. And when that did it just like, it kind of rotated my pelvis and it herniated that disc and what it was was that disc was already bulging and that just like it was like the the dynamite had been lit and it was just a ticking time bomb the doctor said and um he said like when i went in he goes yeah you may be able to run you may be able to do these weights but he goes you have no core strength i was like what are you talking about you know Hmm. I, i do this and i do that and he goes no you got a really weak core and so it knocked me down i was um off work for two months, and I was out of here for like, I think it was about four months before I came back when here. When was that? I think I'd been here, I've been here like a year, year and a half at that point. I, I really yeah. don't have the exact date, but I yeah. feel like I've been here about a year yeah. for sure. Um, 
two things happened there. One, I realized like, you know, you have a doctor going, you have no core strength. You're like, you don't understand. I do this and I, you know, I go work out and he's like, you're just not hitting the right areas. And it taught me also to listen to your body more. Like who would have, I never have thought a pain in my knee, man, I had a disc in my back about to just blow, you know? And it, yeah. So tell me, because I think core strength and maybe in the fitness industry mm-hmm. and that buzzword, I remember right. when, it kind of first came out and I think it means something different to a lot of people, right. you know? And so for you probably having to learn, you know, when that doctor says something and you say, I have core strength and he's like, no, you don't, you might've thought it meant something different that he, you know, made you realize it meant something else. What does that mean to you? So like to me at that time, it meant like, well, I can do GHDs and I can do you know all these different movements and i'm using this no he broke it down he goes no your core your he goes your posterior chain is weak your back is weak and he did all these simple deaths he goes dude you can't even hold your leg up i can push it down and i can do you know he did all kinds of different movement tests and he goes you know th- that's your core he goes your core isn't just like i've got abs which I have an ab, is all I like to say. But you know, he goes, it's not about that. He goes, it's everything inside from your, you know, your mid back to your low back to your glutes to all that. He goes, it's all making that, you know, getting your pelvis tight. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Now, and there was some headbutting in there, you know. Um, and it was really when I got to working with the guy, you know, um, Michael Perkins. Yes. That I really learned about it more because then you're doing like simple, which you feel like is silly at first, exercises and physical therapy. But I couldn't even do some of those. Part I was hurt, but at the same time I'm like, he goes, you ought to be able to lay on your back and do thirty glute bridges with her, no problem. And he goes, fifteen and you're tuckered out. You know, and by the time it was over the the, the months of PT, I was it was all good. But mm-hmm. yeah, I really learned there's more to core strength than um, what we think it is. You know, it, it's a lot deeper. It takes a lot more um, very specific working. I yeah. Think. And, and it's not always working with weights or stuff like that. A lot of it's pretty simple stuff. And so then you hurt yourself, box jump, come down, you know, pelvis rotates or uh, gets out. of What happened after that? So, um, well, that day I went home and I was like, oh, I just pulled something. And honestly, I was very stubborn like a lot of people are. I went home and I was laying on the couch. I'm like, this isn't comfortable. And I got on the floor and I literally couldn't get off the floor. I was like, oh, this is bad. And it was a Friday afternoon and I like, couldn't see anybody. Finally saw the doctor on um, Monday. I... Uh, I walked in. He didn't do like hardly two things. He goes, dude, you got a disc out. And he goes, and your pelvis is like twisted like up and forward like eight millimeters. And you think eight's not a lot, but eight was a lot. And um, he said, you know, first thing he said, he said, we're going to do physical therapy. And, and he goes, you're going to be in physical therapy a long time. And it, it, it was really... It was a mind check because, you, you know, like I said, you think you're really strong and all in certain ways, but... <clears throat> wasn't as strong as you think you are like i said that core strength isn't there you know and and it was all about learning to build that back up you know and then during that time what's funny so you can't really work out you know you go to you know all i could do was walk and then you was like i was like jokingly like 
Okay, I'm getting healthy. I'm healing from my injury, but I'm expanding my waistline. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And then, you know, so you, all, you know, it's like eating very bland, healthy food every night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just so you don't gain weight, I'm yeah, sure, yeah. just because you're not as active. Well, and I said, too, a big thing with that is, you know, uh, people with back injuries, you know, um, they can either you go through life learning how to manage it, and it's always kind of there until you have surgery. And I've, I have been able to not have surgery so far. Um, but they, you know, I've talked to other people that have this injury, and uh, there's a guy at work. He's like, dude, if I gain five pounds, my back starts hurting. He goes, you know, it just he says it just starts hurting bad. You know, mm-hmm. so you know, you learn how to like I gotta maintain this kind of lifestyle a little better because I don't want to have surgery. But knock on wood. Yeah. So when when you came back, and I remember that mm-hmm. was um, how much time did you take off? I was off from here like four months total. And was yeah. it hard coming back? Like, well. The big, well, get, um, the biggest thing I remember writing you and like saying like, can I do this? I didn't want to, you know, because this, you know, you would know if anybody. And I'll be honest, the guy at physical therapy was like, yes, go baby steps. My doctor was like, no, do not go back there. You know, and it wasn't that he goes, you got hurt doing this, and that's how doctors are, right? Understood. Um, so I came back. And I remember I came to noon class, Isaac was coaching, and I just walked up and I said, this is what happened. And I really, Isaac's like, kind of like, I remember you, you know, and uh, he just like literally worked with me every day, you know, a little bit like, and a lot of it was really funny. Is like, I felt like I was starting over, like squatting with just a barbell to a med ball. Like it was a lot, and, you know, and then we slowly chipped away and added and added, you know, a lot of stuff, but it really felt like starting over a good bit. And when do you, so do you feel like you're, like at what point did you start feeling back to where you were before? Um, it was a good while because I was very nervous. You know, you're, you know, that, you know, you hear a lot of things and you just like, I don't want to get hurt again. I don't want to have surgery. So I think I was very gun shy for a little while, even though I was pushing myself. But it was, it was about a, a good, good two months before I really was pushing hard because I was also going to work. And there would be days at work I would just come in and I would just feel beat up from it, you know, riding around those trucks and making the, the calls and stuff. Um, but yeah, it took a little while. It really did. You know, and plus, you know, you don't realize how fast you lose stuff that you've built up, you know, especially like your endurance is gone. Well, I'm going to get my endurance back, but I need to get my strength back. Which, which direction do you go? But a big part of that was really just being able to come. And I made a point to come every day at noon and work with the same coach. You know, I think that made a big difference. You know, he could look at the workout and go, yeah, you should do this, but not this, 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 this. And still doing the workouts, but not to the level what they were. Yeah, and yeah. modify when you needed it. And, 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 and super scaled sometimes, which I had to, like, swallow my pride a little bit, you know. I mean, I always joke that I'm, like, freshly ranked amateur scaled athlete. <laughs> 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 you know, um, but it was like having to go, like, and I don't mind scaling because I know I can scale to my abilities and still get an awesome workout in. But it was learning to like, oh, we got to go way down and get there and build that confidence up. You know? So like you having that previous back injury, that does it bother you anymore at all? Or it has days. Okay, it so, does have. So days. you still feel it from time to time. So like, take today as an example: twenty minute AMRAP prescribed workout is four hundred meter run, uh, twenty GHC sit ups, ten front squats at one eighty five. What are you thinking? How are you approaching it? 
you know, because that is a posterior chain yeah. beat down. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so if somebody with a back injury, previous right. back injury would probably, you know, if, if they didn't have the knowledge and that you have that you've built over all these years of knowing what you can and can't do, they would probably say, well, I just better not show up today. Well, that'd be the biggest thing. So like the run is not big. You deal said that would be the biggest. It's not showing up. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Not showing up. It's so I know I, I know I'm not going to go heavy on the front squats, but I want some good resistance. I know I'm not just for me when there's anything with a lot of squatting, it's not just pounding it out. It's like taking, making sure I really get tight, get tight, breathe, come down, come up. Um, I do GHDs after class a lot of time. So for me, they've kind of, they're, they're something I look forward to. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the things when I, I did come back, as mentioned, that was an exercise that I started practicing like slowly and actually reversing, you know, um, back extensions, back extensions. Yep. I do those and then do them back and forth. And it really helped, you know, I'd go parallel. Eventually one day I just went all the way down the floor and back and I kind of set up like, okay, mm-hmm. and everything's fine. But a workout like today, you just got to know what you're, okay, I have this, I know not to load the bar at 185 and just pound them out because you'll just be down for days in your bag. So. And then you're, are you kind of listening to your body as you go and just... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you ever adjust weight during a workout if needed or movement? I haven't like I used to. Yes, there used to be times that I was like, stop, time out, shed weight, you know, and then I realized, you know... That, that I, I don't do that like I used to. It's just the biggest thing. Well, I've been see, able to build the strength and all. To and I there. think sometimes when people are injured, and you're a great example of somebody who's been able to continue, mm-hmm. I think even just go beyond probably <clears throat> where you were before post-injury and still continues to make it a part of their life right. without causing injury right. over and over and over. But sometimes I think people don't want to scale or they don't want to deviate their workout even halfway through it, you know. Right. Oh, yeah. And and those things are even are necessary because if if you loaded, let's just say you loaded 135 pounds, right. you're two rounds in, there's 10 minutes left. Well, and you're like, man, there's no way that I can do mm-hmm. 135 pounds again. Some people will just do 135 pounds, and it's like you're already yeah. vulnerable. You've yeah. kind of you know caused yeah. already uh, a disruption there and so doing it on top of that could potentially cause injury oh, yeah, yeah. as opposed to taking the weight off or even telling the trainer hey or the coach hey man i don't think i get 135 for a third set you know and them adjusting the weight for right. you and and that was a big thing and being there were times you know I, I would have to when i came back i'd be like ooh, kind of bit off a bigger piece of the pie than what you thought and there was a talk and and i'll give so I always laugh at this because, like, when I first met Matt Haynes, and people wouldn't believe this, I was like, I can't stand this kid. You know, <laughs> this is a bossy kid telling me what to do. And I, we laugh about it now. And he was shocked when I first told him that. But, like, one day I was doing something, and I think I was trying to put too much weight on the bar, or I was trying to do something. And he goes, Come here. And he took me inside, and he got his marker out, and he was writing on the board, and he was trying, he was like, Heavy weight doesn't mean a good workout, and this, that. And he's giving this talk to the class, and I'm looking at him like, dare you call me out in front of this class you know i'm just scowling at him from the back and all but he gave me that talk and he gave it to the whole class he didn't really call me out but me being me i was like i can't believe you called me out um and he talked about how overloading in the beginning and having to stop and pull off really isn't 
completing, accomplishing in the workout what you want. He goes, you want to be able to keep a consistent weight and do it. He goes, even if it really, feels really light, he goes, you want it to feel heavy in the end. You know, mm-hmm. so he gave me that talk and later on after I went home and you know, thought about it, it was all heavy weight doesn't mean it's a good workout. You know, it doesn't always accomplish what you want. I think two really big principles to pull out of what you're sharing. First and foremost, don't, don't you know, be afraid to scale a workout. Right. Don't be afraid to change a workout in the middle of a workout right. and scale it. Secondly is take the advice of your coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, as hard as it is sometimes to take advice from somebody who's half your age. <laughs> the funny thing about that is, so like in the fire service, it's always the guys that have been in talking to the younger guys, right? Well, this was, I didn't know CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And so this was the young guy telling the old guy. And so it took a little bit, you know, um, like if he came to the fire station and he walked in through the door, I would, it'd be a different story because I've been there. Whereas this was his forte and I was like, I was in his fire station basically. Yeah. But I still remember that day. We laugh about it. And, you know. There's a quote I want to put up in the gym and I was at a retreat in the spring and it's, uh, your ego is not your amigo. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's pretty <laughs> and, good. And it's so true, you know, because when we, when we come in here mm-hmm. and, and Hey, I, I got to remind myself of that too. You know, it's like you want to do heavy mm-hmm. or you want to, you know, not take the advice sometimes, but it's just ultimately it's like these guys are there to protect oh, yeah. you, make you, you know, train. I know you're working with him right now yeah. and you guys are doing some private training. And, right. Um, I'm sure you're kind of being able to learn and even uh, from somebody, you know, he's, Again, just right. somebody who's half your age, but he's got wisdom and knowledge in oh, an area yeah. that you want to grow in. So yeah. talk a little bit about your training with Trent. So how that came about was, so um, I'd had some shoulder work done on my shoulder, and it was just weak, um, and that's just years of the fire service. Um, and then my back. And so what was kind of getting frustrating for me was, like, I was able to do workouts, but I just still felt like I was stuck in this little spot. Like, I was finishing them. Um, but I wasn't always happy, you know, um, and I felt like I was still sometimes really scaled. So I went to Trent and I said, I need to learn some technique better, some one-on-one to figure out where my mobility and all that is. And I need to really do some accessory work because I started reading more about accessory work for certain things to help build my shoulders and my back. I mean, I had shoulder, but it's more of a mobility issue. And I said, that's what I want. I'm not looking for you to make me super strong. I'm not looking for you to, you know, put me on this great weight loss program. I don't feel like I need to lose weight. I just need core to work on my core strength and this and whatever else, you know, you want to do. And then he said, what are some things you wish you were better at in the gym? And one was my cleans. We polished that up. Um, I told him I hate push-ups, but I've always hated push-ups. And... uh, pull-ups and so those are things I you know some things so he kind of always incorporated all that together and and I've really saw some changes through that like mm-hmm. where I was and that's only been a few months how often do you guys work out uh, we haven't been as much the summertime just um, much but it's usually one to two days a week I'm very flexible in my schedule as he you know I understand you know with school and stuff it was a little crazy at times and there were times too I'd call and be like I'm not coming I've been up at work all night yeah <laughs> you know we'll move it to another day but it was generally two days a week and I always um, incorporated it with the class If I'd, I'd say like hey I'm gonna make 345 let's go before let's do noon because um, you know I, he knew how much I loved the class part of it 
So I'd either come before or I'd come after, and he would look at the workouts and he worked it in. He didn't make sure we had a big snatch workout and then he was just gonna, you know, go kill me doing something else or even before. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I felt like once I started with him, I was already happy where I was going. I felt like I just like shot up in what I could do. Really. So what specific uh, benefits have you seen that have overflowed into your classes or your workouts? From your training with Trent? Um, I really, like, on certain movements, really focus, you know, instead of just getting the bar up off the ground, like, for a clean, like, really broke it down. What works for me? What works for my mobility issues? You know, how I need to set up better? Because he was able, like, we sat out there one day, and I just, he was like, okay, again. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so over this. And again, he was like, okay, this is your feet. Okay, now let's watch your hips. Okay, now let's watch, you know, your upper back. Now, and he just, you know, broke down and one day, and it just clicks. Now it's like, it while it's an effort because you're moving mm-hmm. heavy weight, it doesn't feel like the effort that mm-hmm. was there. And I, I feel like we had a workout the other day that had cleans in it. it felt like like last week or something. And it, I was like, this squat is, clean, yeah, run. That, yeah, and yeah, yes. And I was like, this doesn't feel too bad. Whereas if I had done that months ago. Oh, that'd have been a miserable workout. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I, I want to take you back. I guess probably it's been a couple of years, maybe eighteen months. And you had told me one time you just wanted to. You said, "Man," and I forget for what reason, but maybe you'll remember. It was like you were approaching burnout, but something kind of re-inspired you. Maybe it was I don't know if it was BCS class, or maybe you'll remember. Um, I was just bored. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was yeah, really. I, I really was bored. Um, and the open came around. Oh, that's right. And and I wasn't gonna do it. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do it. And I did one night, and then I did another night, and then I think I did one during class just because of schedule. And I was like, oh, it really. And then it's funny though, and I'll jump ahead here in a minute. But this year when I did the open, I was like, these workouts are too scaled. <laughs> I can't do yes. the RX, but these workouts are silly. You know, that's yeah. how. But yeah, that that really got me moving ahead you know um and then i did get involved with the bcs classic yeah so it was the open that's exactly Mm -hmm. what it's 2016 open and you said you came up to me afterwards you're like man i'm so glad i did that yeah it kind of got me back right and so i think as crossfitters because crossfit is a lifestyle right right? and and exercise let's eliminate remove the word crossfit just exercise should be a lifestyle And I do believe that CrossFit is something that we can do forever, right? right. That can become our right. one hour a day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, five, six days a week. But just like some things, we kind of get, you know, yeah. some of us get bored. And I think somebody listening probably could totally right. relate to you and say, man, you know, I, I'm just not feeling it these days. Or I haven't hit a PR in a long time. Or in fact, hey, my numbers are going down, <laughs> you know, and they can lose motivation. Right. And, and just get to that point where it's stale, yeah. you know? But for you, the open, which I think is awesome, that that kind of got you fired up again. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, so many people sometimes don't do the open just because they're intimidated or they feel like they can't do the workouts. Right. But that it kind of re-inspired you so much that the following year, this past year, you were almost wanting to be challenged more. Right, right. Like, I would, there were days I would, like, text him out and go, this is the dumbest scaled workout ever i was like let's i think they ought to do this and this and he was just, you know trent and, all, and matt too they're like calm down you know um but yeah i even and i was gonna say and i, I told you I'm, um yeah it got stale but 
go back to the very beginning of when I started in CrossFit, I originally, after my on-ramp session, um, which didn't like flip the switch, it just was kind of like, uh, okay, that was however many nights and with one person, I came to the 8 a.m. class and I remember just coming to the 8 a.m. class and I was like you at the 6 a.m. I just like something wasn't right. And I was like, I feel like I got stuff I could be doing at the house right now while the weather's cool. But it was a very, that's when Max Sue was a coach here. Yep. But it was a very college class. That 8 a.m. was like all college kids. And they were talking about finals and classes <laughs> and, and this, that, and the other. And I'm just over in the corner like, I just came off a 24-hour shift. You know, you won't believe what I went through. And I don't care. <laughs> you know? um, and it didn't click. And then somewhere one day, and I was kind of reaching in the very beginning. I'm like, this isn't for me. You know, that 8 a.m. I was like, and somewhere one day I just ended up at the noon class. And there were people more my age, you know, and people, you know, had careers. And, you know, not against working out with the college. I enjoy them now, you know, yeah. but um, but it was more along my lines. And that's when I was like, okay, stick with this group, and I think you'll be okay. You know, plus I like the fact there was no class after, so you yeah. could lay on the floor a little longer. And well, die. and I think, you know, going back to it, what you're talking about is community, you know, mm-hmm. and you've really embraced it. You know, yeah. you've plugged in, man. You've been so awesome in so many ways. Uh, helping us out with events or with stuff around the right. gym or even man moving Matt to Dallas. You know? <laughs> I mean, there's just so many cool things, and I think that that's you know when you talk about you love the classes, right? You know, I think that that's a testament to just the fact that you've embraced community. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and that's probably what a lot of people love about just right, the right. gym or yeah. any CrossFit gym that they work where where you, people work yeah. out. I know I came one time. Um, so generally, you'll either see me at noon, three forty-five, or the four thirty. After that, you're probably not gonna get me out of the house for the rest of the day. It's just kind of. I came to a really late class one time, and people were like, "Hi, who are you?" And they were like, "I knew no one in the class. The coach hadn't the coach hadn't come out of the office yet. Who I, I don't remember who it was, but there were like people introducing them. Finally, I'm Dallas. Someone goes, "Oh, you're Dallas." <laughs> like, I'm like, maybe I should come to some late classes. But now it's kind of I think there's more of an ego. I mean, you see people kind of throughout the day more yeah. as opposed. So like everybody's, you know, you still have your people who are going to hit this class and that for class. sure. And that's you know me the noon classes. So kind of I guess in closing, I'm going to ask a couple more questions. So first, I'll ask the question. Ask every person when I interview them, and it relates to building better people. And basically, what that means is we believe that if you're exercising, you're becoming a better version of you. And I think what's cool is that that means something different to each person because these workouts benefit them or pour into their lives in a completely different way, just depending on, you know, what you do for a living mm-hmm. or what your stage of life is or even your age. So how's that true for you? How's working out or, you know, uh, we'll say being a part of the gym in terms of, um, your fitness, how's that making you a better version of you? Um, it, in many aspects, one's making me my job to sustain, and, and keep going. Uh, it's as you get older, this job just doesn't. My job doesn't get easier. That's it right there. Um, so I'm able to keep going and doing that. Uh, I believe coming. It's made me better because it's keeping me healthier. Where I'm not. I haven't, like I said, haven't had to have back surgery. I've been able to, by learning how to um, exercise my core better and different things like that, and really f- focus on certain areas. Um, it's. You know, nobody wants to have surgery, so it's made me healthy in that aspect. And two, it's made me, you know, as much as, you know, uh, farmer very pride and ego-driven, it's made me swallow that at times a little bit, you know, and, and that's tough a lot of times. 
uh, for people to do, um, especially when you come from a very macho job like I have, you know, and that's, you know, as much as I flap my gums and run it sometimes, that's really not me. <laughs> a lot of yeah. times just being silly and goofy. Um, but it, it's, it's made me learn from people I normally wouldn't like turn to such as Matt and Trent, you know, and, and, and really pull off their experiences and realize it's not about legal, always going from the, the guy that's been around the longest. You know, um, something I said in the little video we did a while back, and I still 100% believe this. I'm not the fittest, I'm not the fastest or the strongest, but I'm always better than I was yesterday if I show up here. So that's so really true. Really, yeah. That's awesome, man. I love that. And just, uh, just the, the, I love all of it, but the humility part is huge because I think, man, we all could be reminded of, you mm-hmm. know, that sometimes. And the fact that you, the gym, adds to reminding oh, yeah. us of humility and, mm-hmm. and that's the first time I've heard that answer but I think it's just something that um, you know is uh, it, it kind of ripples into your life right yeah. you know it's kind of yeah. check that ego at the door mm-hmm. but t- to truly know that and believe right. that yeah. um, okay so final question there's somebody out there listening who's probably got a back injury who's probably um, hurt themselves maybe shoulder back something like that and it's prevented them from either continuing with workouts, mm-hmm. right? Maybe they were coming, tweet something, stop coming. Maybe they, you know, uh, came back, felt like they hurt it worse or, right. you know, any circumstance like that. What would you say to that person um, just because you have been successful with not just taking a break but coming back and then even getting stronger and better and learning how to work around it? Um several things one if if it's just something that like isn't i think getting with a trainer helps like trent or somebody and building and then getting back in full maybe um learn recovery that was something we didn't mention i really had to learn recovery i didn't do any recovery before i got hurt i had to learn recovery that's a big thing um listen to your body expand on learn recovery because i think a lot of people don't know what that means um well let me say in preparation preparation and recovery so if i look at a workout and it's got uh, a lot of squatting in it or a lot of that, I'll actually do some a ROMWAD at the house before I come here. 15 minutes, do, stretch those areas out. And that night, like really getting into stretching and stuff too. Not just, you know, I don't stretch after class because I usually go home and do it in my nice AC. And <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's the thing is, you know, you got to learn where your body's aching and hurting. And also I... Um, and then getting with someone if it's so bad you know a sports medicine guy or a chiropractor or somebody to learn work massage something to work out that because if you don't it's just going to keep building and building and building and neither while mine was a very sporadic injury that was slowly hidden in the fall is what really set it off it could have been anything because i wasn't like loosening my body up my body was just locked up all the time you know because i would come do a workout and just go home and you know wouldn't do anything so the biggest part is recovering and learning the what you need to make that you know make yourself feel better is the biggest thing um whatever it may be and it could be even getting with you guys here i mean you guys are knowledgeable in that you know hey every day we do this i come back the next day and my hips and lower back are just tightened up well let's try this you know and, and do that you know yeah so uh basically when you talk about recovery and you say preparation it's like not just showing up for the 60 minutes of classes. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like I said, uh, I didn't today because I woke up and 
pretty much almost came here from I worked last night but let's say we had a day and it was a bunch of heavy back squatting right and then there were wall balls in the workout you know a strength and a, a metcon of that I would I'd make sure you know hey you know okay I'm gonna be at class this time all right let's find a little 15 minute ROM wad that stretches that lower back and those hamstrings and the quads and all IT and and then when I get home, like, and that I mean, I'll tell you that, I don't always go home and stretch while I, but some point in the night, get down and work those areas out, you know, because if not, the next day's just worse. Well, yeah, and I'll <laughs> often see you up here 15, 20 minutes for early, you know, you got your, the floss yeah. band and just wrapping around mm-hmm. some, you know, just prepping. So, right. and that, that, I think that, that maintenance, I think that's mm-hmm. what I call it, is maintenance is something, even myself, you know, at 35, becoming more aware of how important it is to alongside your fitness plan which is what crossfit is right what is your maintenance plan right right you know so so if you're devoting five hours a week or six hours a week to fitness honestly as much as i'm somebody who wants to be efficient and in time you know management you kind of need to be matching that with five to six hours a week of maintenance right and that might look like what you said, sports massage, chiropractic, you know, right. maybe Ramwad or stretching yeah. or, you know, <clears throat> but so many people probably because we're, you know, I mean, modern day with time is everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's like we don't want to invest that extra time. But I think that there is this, you know, new component that we can probably say, hey, it's going to keep us in the gym longer. Mm-hmm. It's going to keep us being able to make progress and, and see the results that we want right. to see. Yeah, because even me, like back when I just ran, like I said, I could get up. I'd wake up and be like, I'm going to go for a run this morning. And I'd go take off shoes on. I'd go I was down the road and I'd be back, you know, whenever. And now there's, it's a good 15 to 20 minutes and then I take off. And if I don't do that, there have been days I've cheated myself short. And I'm like, I'm not going to do this stretch or I'm not going to do this and I take off and I'm like, ooh, I don't feel right. I kind of, you know, I shouldn't have done that. And it, it really, you got to dedicate time before and after. If not, you're not going to be able to sustain. And there, unless you can, there's some people that don't get me wrong, they can, but I feel as I get older, I need a little more, you know, just take those edges off. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the Building Better People podcast where you will hear more stories of individuals being positively impacted by living a healthy lifestyle.